Welcome everyone to the Purposely Thriving Podcast, where we are growing, evolving, and becoming into our highest self in every area of our lives so that we are able to live authentically and whole as we step into a new chapter. I am your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining and tuning in with me this week. Listen, y'all, <laughs> last these last few weeks have been very, very busy. I had some speaking engagements that I committed to and an event, a few events I needed to attend. And so um, I am back um, with a new episode this week. I hope you all are doing amazing and I hope your week is going great so far. All right. And so today we are going to have a conversation around self-discovery. Okay. Particularly after a divorce or a breakup. And what inspired me to talk about this was that I received a request from someone who mentioned that they don't know how to describe themselves anymore. They're unsure as to who they are. And if I could be honest, I I swear that this is one of the biggest things I hear a lot in terms of a relationship dissolving. And that is the lack of understanding one's own identity. And when it comes to feeling lost after a relationship, that is very natural, is extremely common, And it's also very valid, regardless of the relational dynamic. And I needed to put that out there because you don't, this doesn't need to be a specific dynamic to feel this way. Um, Because what I've realized is that there are just some things that you have to take into consideration that I don't think many necessarily get. And that is the disentanglement of a connection that was once shared between two individuals. Okay, so when the decision has been made to end this relationship, you're also in a season of transition that looks uncertain, unfamiliar and very uncomfortable. Okay, because you're going from being in a relationship to being single in terms of your relationship status. You're going from the role of a spouse and or partner to now becoming your own individual and understanding what that role is and what that looks like for you outside of the role you had previously. You're going from merging identities with someone to now establishing a separate identity that's unique from the one you had with them. You're going from investing your time, money, energy, and resources into this relationship even if it was at the expense of your own personal well-being, to now questioning why this wasn't enough for it to sustain. And what I find a lot of the time when someone feels like they've lost their sense of self, their life doesn't necessarily feel like their own, or they're unsure of themselves outside of this relationship, chances are they have unconsciously sacrificed bargained and compromised much of their individuality for the exchange of the relationship working. Okay. So in other words, you may have found yourself unconsciously thinking that in order for this relationship to work, I must give up much of myself for that to happen. Okay. And when it comes to a person who feels lost after a relationship where they're unable to identify who they are, this typically isn't something that happens overnight. Neither is it easily identified in the beginning. 
Um, feeling like you've lost yourself normally happens gradually in the relationship. Okay. Meaning that this is something that compounds from a series of doing things repeatedly and constantly that's totally against your authentic self. Okay. So when you find yourself constantly giving up on things, believing that that's what you're supposed to do when you know that's not what you should do, when you're constantly not communicating on things that matters to you, when you constantly feel an overwhelming need to please your partner at any cost, when you constantly find yourself always on their time and on their schedule, when you constantly make excuses for their actions, when you constantly stop doing the things that you enjoy, when your boundaries starts to become blurred because your concentration on what they want or will accept always takes precedence on what you want or will accept. When you constantly minimize your feelings and emotions and you repeatedly disregard your own needs, then over time, that creates a person who's inauthentic and unrecognizable. And when you want to live a thriving life, okay, it cannot be created from a place where you do not honor and respect the real and authentic you. So in other words, you will continue to attract, entertain, and receive what doesn't align with who you are, where you want to go, and who you desire to become. So in other words, if you continuously lead from a place of not knowing who you are and believing that you have to constantly give up so much of yourself, you will continuously form the same type of disharmonized relationships and connections. You will always feel like who you are as you are isn't enough, therefore feeling the need to show up as someone else. You will continuously dim your light in an attempt to receive real love even though you're not showing up as the unique you. And you will constantly experience feelings of confusion, a loss of personal power, and unfulfillment, which in turn leaves you feeling disconnected, detached, and disassociated with what you feel and what you desire. So right now, you're extremely unclear about yourself and your life going forward. Everything looks very vague right now. Everything looks cloudy and blurred at the moment when it comes to your next chapter. And what I wanted to do today was give you all three things you can start creating in your life to begin the journey of self-discovery, okay? The first thing that you need to create in your life to begin the journey of self-discovery is that you have to create some sacred time alone. That's the very first thing. The first thing you need to do is that you got to start creating some sacred time alone. When we're in relationships, we have the tendency to disregard and take a back seat when it comes to our own personal care and attention that we need by focusing on our partner's needs 24-7. Because your goal and focus is about being the right person for them. However, Focusing on being the right person for them can also cause you to forget who you are. And what happens is this results in unhealthy codependency, lack of self-prioritization, 
in consideration of your own thoughts and feelings, the inability to honor your values and your voice, and heavy reliance on someone else making you happy. And when that's become the norm for you, chances are you don't know anything else. And in order to discover who one is, one must take the time to be and sit with that person and get to know them much better and on a deeper level. And what this means is that you must now be intentional on setting some uninterrupted time aside so that you can learn about the most important person in your life, and that is yourself. When someone says, I need to know who I am, then you have to take some time and be with that person. And doing so allows you to pay attention to you, right? This helps you develop a better understanding of who you are and what you desire in life. It helps you return to your truth and get more in tune with your intuition. It helps you practice being more present with yourself. It helps you silence the noise and voice of everyone else so that you can get more in touch with your own voice. It helps you limit distractions. It helps you be free of judgment about yourself. It helps you learn about your thoughts and your feelings. It helps you work through your problems more effectively. And it also helps you make better choices. And so creating sacred space is about solitude. Okay. And here are a few ways to start creating it. All right. You have to now be intentional and put yourself on your schedule. You know, this is something that I tell my clients as well. You have to put yourself on your calendar. And what that means is that you need to set a time daily that you are going to do this. It can be 15 minutes. It can be 20 minutes. It can be 30 minutes. Whatever that time is for you in this season, you need to put it on your schedule and you need to make it very non-negotiable. Meaning that it doesn't matter what's going on. This is your time. Okay. And that time can be early in the morning before everyone else starts to pull at you. It can be during your lunchtime or it can be at night. But the goal here is to not make any excuses and start finding ways to make you a priority. Okay. Another thing to do is to allow yourself to disconnect physically from people and also disconnect virtually from people. Okay. And I had to put both of those in there because we are very connected to our phones and technology and things such as social media, texting, email, Zoom, or any other form of communication that you use, my recommendation is to disconnect because this sacred time that you're spending with yourself is very, very personal. It is. And being able to get into an energy of just primarily focusing on you is very crucial, okay? This gives you the ability to observe you. This gives you the ability to get to know you. One thing that I realize or one thing that I know for many, many people is that when they're in relationships or when they're dating someone, their goal is to get to know the other person. Their goal is to limit distractions so they can focus and pay attention to that individual. It's like you're doing the same thing but you're doing it for you now, which is extremely important. And so when you're able to disconnect from the busyness of the world and focus on yourself, 
You can use this time to meditate. You can use this time to journal. You can use this time to do a check-in on how you're feeling. I always tell people, do a check-in with yourself. Ask yourself, how am I doing? How was my mood today? What gave me the mood that I have? Like observe yourself and just pay close attention to how you think, how you're responding and how you're feeling. Go for a walk if you have to. Think about an issue that you're having and allow yourself to work through the situation intelligently. And when you start to incorporate this in your daily life, this helps you relearn how to better take care of yourself and also realize that your own happiness comes from you and it cannot be supplied by someone else, okay? And that's the first thing that you have to do is that you have to create some sacred time alone. All right. Now, the second thing that you must create in your life to begin the journey of self-discovery, the next thing you need to do is you need to create a list of your qualities, your characteristics, your attributes, your competencies and or interests that are unique to you. Okay, that's the second thing. The second thing is that you need to create a list of your qualities, characteristics, attributes, competencies, and or interests that are unique to you. This person who reached out to me specifically stated, I can't describe me anymore. Okay. And that's a common phrase when you have difficulty understanding your identity outside of a relationship. And what tends to happen is that when we create our identity solely around this relationship, We've also made an unconscious affirmation that I am this relationship, all right? And what happens is when this relationship is no longer present, then you're forced to look at yourself and then the question becomes, who am I? If I'm not with them, then who am I without them? And what we have done unknowingly is make a title be our identity when it should only add to you and not necessarily be the definition of you, okay? Because when you make a relationship be the foundation of your identity, then it takes you away from what makes you stand out. And when you don't give your unique self the permission to show up and embrace all of who you are, then you do and say things based off what's expected as opposed to what aligns. You become an imitation of what you think you should be or have been told what you should be. You minimize all what you have to offer because you believe that what you have isn't enough. And you also disrespect your existence. And I needed to say that because it's a tough one, but I'm gonna tell you something. I feel very strong about this because think about it. If we were all designed to be the same, then we would have all been clones of one another. However, What makes us so amazing is the fact that none of us are exactly the same. I mean, think about it. Out of 7.8 billion people in this world, we all have something unique and different about us. So why minimize being one of a kind? You know what I mean? Like that's, isn't that pretty dope? Like when you think about it, 7.8 billion people in this world and there's nobody in the world like you. And so what I challenge you to do is I challenge you to create a list because you need to take a moment and recognize the amazing person that you already are. And so I have about five questions to kind of, you know, 
get your mind going, okay? The first question that you can ask yourself is what empowers you? I want you to think about what empowers you that's different from everybody else. What comes to you naturally? You know, what's easy for you that might be challenging for others? See, this is what makes you so amazing. The third question is, what were you great at as a child? I want you to go back to what you were great at even when you were a kid. What compliments you tend to ignore? You know, those compliments that people give you and you be like, that's nothing. See that right there? See, that's what makes you amazing. That's what makes you unique. But when you minimize it and you downplay it, you disrespect your existence. What skills have helped you thrive or overcome hurdles? Like, what are the skills that you have? And so I I want you to start writing things down. And, And if you have difficulty, then ask people that you respect and you trust. You know, say, hey, if you can describe me in three words, what would that be? You know, just ask and see what comes up. And and do me a favor. When when people compliment you and you write these things down about yourself, don't minimize your answers. Don't be like, that's not a big deal. Because it is. Because all this does is go back to not honoring what makes you unique. So I want you to stand proud in what makes you amazing. Okay? I want to share something with you all real quick because I really had difficulty understanding what made me unique for a very long time. And one of the things that I realized was that as a child, I always got in trouble for speaking, right? I I was very vocal. I always had something to say. And at the time, it was never looked at as a gift. It was probably looked at more as a a curse, (laughs) I would say. Um, I would always be asked, well, why do you talk so much? Why do you always have something to say? And I didn't really know how to answer that. And it made me question a lot of myself. It made me feel like I needed to be someone that wasn't necessarily very natural for me. I would do things to fit in, to be liked and be validated. And it made me very uncomfortable my entire life. And when I allowed myself to really get clear on what empowers me and what matters to me and the things that I do very well, I had to silence the noise of what everybody else thought I should be and tune in to who I know I am. And so I encourage you all as you do this exercise, I encourage you to silence the noise. I encourage you to not get so caught up in what maybe your parents have said or your friends have said or your family has said or your ex has said about you that may be opposite from what you know to be very accurate. And when you start to listen to the voice of your own as opposed to constantly hearing the voice of others, you'll start to really see how amazing you really are and what truly separates you from everybody else, okay? And so that's the second one. The second one is that you need to create a list of your qualities, your characteristics, your attributes, your competencies, and or your interests that are unique to you, all right? The third thing that you need to start creating in your life to begin the journey of self-discovery is that you need to create new habits for yourself. That's the third thing. The third thing is that you need to create new habits. If I were to ask you, 
What is it that you've always wanted to do, but didn't do because your spouse and or partner didn't approve? What would you say? If I were to ask you, what is it that you've always wanted to do, but felt the need to ignore your own interests for the sake of the relationship or marriage, what would you say? If I were to ask you, what did you stop doing because your spouse or partner didn't want you to do it anymore? What would you say? If I were to ask you, what brought you joy, but you stopped doing it altogether because you were too preoccupied with being married or being in a relationship, what would you say? And the reason why I wanted to ask these questions is because this is now the time to look back on some of those old desires to even creating new ones. Okay. So like, what is it that you've always wanted to learn? What class have you always wanted to take? What restaurant did you want to try? What place would you like to go? What hobby or passion strikes your interest? What has always excited you that you would regret not exploring? What friends do you need to be intentional on connecting with again? And the reason why this is important is because when we're in relationships, we stop doing the things we enjoy at times. We don't take interest in the things that excites us. We, we tend to get so connected to our partner where we really want to just do everything they do, therefore forgetting the things that we need to do. And so what I encourage you to do is really get clear on some of those things that you used to do, as well as those things that you've always wanted to do, but you never tried because you were in this relationship. And now incorporate it regularly, like make it a part of your life, make it a part of, you know, something that you choose to do outside of your relationship. Because when you start to do these things, it helps reinforce and improve your self-image. It helps your personal growth and it helps elevate your feelings of worthiness. And so what new habit that you can start incorporating in your life? What new thing you can start doing on purpose to start getting more connected to what matters to you, okay? So these are the three things that I wanted to bring to the podcast today in regards to self-discovery, self-identity after a relationship. And so before I close out, there's a quote that I wanna leave you with and that quote is, People often say that this or that person has not yet found themselves, but the self is not something one finds. It is something one creates. And that quote stuck out to me because in today's podcast, I mentioned three things that you must start creating to start the journey of self-discovery. And I use the word create Because when we look at what creating means, it means to design, it means to generate, and it means to produce. And when we decide to walk in our own personal power and realize that it is our responsibility to decide who we are, how we live, and how we think, then we now become more intentional about what we do. We become more intentional 
about who we become. We become more intentional about how we live. And so always know and always realize that you are the co-creator of your life. You get to decide who you want to be, who you want to become, and where you want to go. And when you hold that power in your hands, you do not leave it in the hands of others to do for you. All right. So please make sure that you are following me. My social media handle on Instagram is I am Tanya Carter. My Facebook and YouTube is Tanya Carter. And the link to connect with me on my social media handles will be down in the show notes. Also, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the next podcast episode will drop and also leave a review. If you know that this podcast has been very influential to you on your journey of healing and personal growth and development, I would love if you head over to Spotify and or iTunes to leave me a review. And last but definitely not least, share this information. Okay, we share everything else. And if you know that this episode has been a benefit to you, then share it with someone else so that it can be a benefit to them. All right. Thank you all again for tuning in with me this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week and I will see you next time. (music) 